Ben Fagan here with another episode of Career Cash the Podcast. And on this episode, I'm joined by senior data analyst at Stack Overflow, David Gibson. David and I talk about how to be intentional with your job search process, how to create opportunities for you to gain experience, and why it is so important for you to ask for what you want. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. David, welcome. I appreciate you coming on, and, and I'm, I'm excited to get the chance to, to talk with you a little bit and break down what you do on a daily basis. So welcome, welcome, my friend. Yeah, super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. So let's talk senior data analyst at Stack Overflow. Tell me, you know, if I'm not in that industry, and I'm not, tell me what that is. What do you kind of do on a daily basis? Um, what are your responsibilities uh, in that position? Yeah, so um, as as a data analyst, I sit on the marketing team. Um, so I'm in charge of a lot of reporting side, the reporting side of things. So what marketing campaigns are doing well, what's uh, doing poorly, um, and just analyzing like web traffic to our website. Um, and that's more of like the analyst side of things. Um, and then I do a lot of data science work as well, um, which, which would be who are our most valuable customers and like predicting um, how long they're gonna be retained for. So like retention is a big part of um, any business, especially like software businesses. So we want to predict early, uh, early retention um, and like, uh, um, like acquire as many high retaining users. So I've worked with like different LTV models um, and forecasting models to like predict how much um, advertising spend we should allocate to each channel. So that's like the other half of it. And then I do some um, like engineering type work um, so like programming just to, to maintain some of these reports and um, automation. Awesome. I love that stuff. So, sounds sounds yeah. cool. Sounds like you're kind of involved in, you know, a few different things. Um, so jumping back to Lynn, your, you know, your time at Lynn kind of getting into this field, into this realm. I know you did a few things be between, uh, you know, while you were at Lynn and then uh, in between this point. So can you kind of fill in those gaps from mm -hmm. um, your time at Lynn, kind of when you graduated and how you kind of navigated towards the, the position that you're in right now? Yeah, definitely. So at Lynn, I went in not knowing what I wanted to do. I started as like a film major, then I switched to like communications and I switched to like entrepreneurship. Uh, and then I finally landed on marketing. Um, but I, the kind of like aha moment for me was I took one of like Joe Ingalls Excel classes. And I was like the only one who actually was having fun in it. So I actually, that was what kind of like kickstarted like, hey, what, what kind of like roles are um, within the realm of like data and analytics. Um, and then I started leaning towards like finance, but then um, Lynn actually had a short partnership with uh, General Assembly, which was like a coding bootcamp. I wasn't able to go to it, but I, that's where I found out about this like quote data scientist position. Um, so it's like the conversions of like math, statistics, programming, and like business knowledge. And that like really um, intrigued me. So once I found out about that, I kind of like created my own roadmap to become uh, like work in data science. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to do any more courses at Lynn just because it was kind of a, still like an early field. And um, I think Lynn now has a, like a data analyst course or uh, major. So that's great but at the time we didn't. So um, I had to do a lot of online boot camps. So I started with um, a data analyst boot camp, and then I did like a full-fledged data science boot camp, and um, that really helped. And also I was, um, I don't know if this is still at Lynn, but I was doing the, the WinCode courses. Hmm. Um, so that helped like 
get like the programming uh, foundation, but um, I did a lot of like coursework outside of Lynn that I got no credit for. <laughs> so was, was that the coursework outside of Lynn, was that kind of like independently internally driven or what was the motivation? Yeah. Well, so I knew I wasn't going to be qualified for any analyst position or data science position, definitely not data science position, just because a lot of times they come um, from a technical degree. If you're a new grad, it's usually like a technical degree, like a, a math degree, a computer science degree, or some sort of engineering degree. Um, and Lynn didn't have that, and I wasn't able to transfer. So I knew I wanted, I had to do everything on top of that. And I realized that the marketing was, marketing degree was like perfect to pair with that because a lot of times you have analysts or data scientists through they're like super smart people, but they don't have that domain experience or expertise. So they can like create all these different alg algorithms and like they know all this math behind the alg algorithms, but they don't know how to apply it to like the business. So I really focused on like bridging the gap, like from marketing to data science. So I was like this domain expert who knew how to do data science. And that's kind of like what I've been doing ever since graduation. So if I'm interested in the data science field, like you said, um, you know, as, as Lynn's continuing to grow or whatever school, you know, you're at is continuing to grow, where can I look to find these different opportunities outside of what I'm doing in the classroom um, to help further my career, kind of like you did? Yeah, I would say just if you're specifically, if you're interested in like data science or even just like programming, just getting your hands dirty, like with data or like rebuilding websites. Cause like I approached, um, the office of admissions and said I knew they had a bunch of data on like um, the students and I just wanted to, to like try to help out so um, I um, took their survey data that they sent to all incoming students and I analyzed it for um, like identified trends so that was like a position that I kind of established myself and they found that very useful and just like getting your hands dirty on something um, and that's those are the best things to talk about in interviews because um, you started with a problem and you worked all the way through it. So like, if you're interested in like web development, just like approaching like a small business or just saying like, Hey, can I build your website? Even if it's like, you're not that great yet. Um, it's still a free website for, for them. So, um, and even if they don't use it, you can still talk about them in a resume. People don't always check that. No, exactly. And that was something that I did. Um, when I got into the filming and editing more kind of getting started building my portfolio, cause coming out of school, I just had, you know, I had to start with what I had and I'm a big, big believer in that. And yeah. what I did to, you know, in order to get hired, I needed to have a body of work. And so I'd approach, you know, these different businesses saying, Hey, I'll do it for free. And it's a win-win. They get a free video, whether they use it, they like it, whatever, who cares, exactly. you know, you get better at it. And then you also have that stuff to kind of throw in your, your portfolio, throw in your resume. And it's, you know, like you yeah. said, like now I could say, Oh, I worked, you know, with this business, you know, and so it, yeah. it helps with that. Um, so going into, can you dive a little bit deeper into your personal roadmap to kind of get into data sciences and that whole process working through when you kind of discovered you had that aha moment, uh, mm -hmm. you know, working through what that roadmap looks like from college to, to now and then where you're looking to go moving forward? Yeah, definitely. So I identified early on that I was going to have a big skills gap um, because I was coming from a non-technical degree and there wasn't like specific coursework for that. So I, I knew I was going to be at a disadvantage in that case, um, but like I was mentioning, the, my approach was really just to be very um, deliberate in the type of roles I was going after. Um, so every role I was applying to was marketing specific. So maybe not a marketing analyst, because they might do more like Google Analytics stuff, but like uh, a marketing data analyst or 
a data analyst on the marketing team or the marketing data scientist. Um, so I was just like very focused on the type of role I was going after. Um, and that helped me a lot because during interviews, um, I could talk about like how my marketing degree and combined with uh, the data science work. Um, so that was kind of like my plan of attack essentially. Um, and then it was like pretty discouraging trying to break into to data science. Uh, like I had a whole spreadsheet of all the jobs I applied to. It was like 300 jobs. And like, I think it was like, I can't remember the number it was like 12 messaged me back. I got like five interviews and I got like two offers. So um, it was pretty depressing senior year doing that for my last uh, semester. But I think the biggest thing that helped me was um, like, being very specific, like I said, in the types of jobs I was going after and like, and in during interviews, like just having that mission of like, this is what I want to do and, and um, being very clear of like why you wanted to work there, you know? Mm, no, definitely. And I know that that's something that it's just pound for pound is just discouraging and, and tough to deal with. So going through that process, like you said, you applied to 300 jobs to hear back from 12 or so to yes. get five interviews to get two, it's just like, yeah. doing all of this work for and the thing to remember I think is so important too and this is um, Bob who's in in the career connections office he said this mm -hmm. uh, when I first started back here and this is one of the you know best piece of advice I've heard he's like you only need one job exactly and in that whole process it can be so overwhelming because you're like oh my god like I'm applying 300 I'm trying to get all 300 to talk back to like yeah. but it's like at the end of the day you just need one so what was that kind of like going into a little more detail about that process you know because embracing that discouragement how did you kind of deal with that to, to help keep yourself going was there anything that you thought about or went back to get used to um deny or not deny what is it get used to <laughs> being told no or like, like get used to reading the words like unfortunately yeah. or, uh the position has been filled so just like those little things you kind of like laugh at um but honestly yeah just being dealing with um uh, being turned down is like super important and also like not I would find myself, I would see a position as like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. I'd be like the, the perfect person for this. And then I would get like emotionally attached to it. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't even get like an email back. So just not like, you hear people saying, oh, tailor your resume to every, every job. But if it takes more than 10 minutes, I wouldn't do it unless like you really know, because a lot of times um, you're probably not going to hear back, you know, unless it's like a smaller um, the company. So just like being mindful of like, not putting in too much work I, like I, that might be kind of counterproductive of what the career connection says but like be like more efficient with with your work you know and, and yeah it, it's like you can rewrite your resume every time for a position but like at the end of the day they're they might be looking for someone with a different background than you so um i would say just be being mindful of like not spending too long on one single application unless like you really feel like it's the right position for you so that was that was one big thing so let walk me through the the whole process so you're getting you know the calls back from the people to sit down for the interview and you're starting to kind of uh dwindle it down what was it like from your position going through the interview what were, what were some things that you were looking for because i think that's a super important thing to touch on that doesn't get talked about a lot is because when you go on for the interviews it's not just them seeing if you're a good fit you have to also see as the person interview you know being interviewed if you you or if the company is a good fit for you as well. So it's that kind of two-way yeah. street. Um, you know, what was that process like for you? When, what were you looking for in the companies? Yeah, I would say my 
my second round of doing when I looked looking for my second job, I think I was much more picky of like what I was looking for. But for my first one, um, I wasn't too picky. Like you just needed that one and I just wanted that one. But um, looking back, I, I really was looking for a, a smaller company, not a smaller company, just a, a, te- a, a position on a smaller team. So I have a lot of opportunities to grow. Um, I didn't want to be put in a position of like, okay, here's what you do. And then you do it from nine to five. I wanted something that like I could kind of experiment in and like learn and grow a lot and not just work in like Excel all day. So it was, I really wanted a, a position that um, had a lot of um, autonomy and like responsibilities and um, like was able to touch a, a lot of, like new technologies and stuff. So I was like kind of evaluating just like not like I interviewed like you think you see all these like the big companies like the Facebooks the Googles and all that and you're like oh that'd be so sweet but then like you're just like another cog in the machine you know they're like you there's like ten th- tens of thousands of employees there um so, but if you work on a, a a team that's like 200 or a company with 200 people your your voice is going to be heard you're going to be able to touch a lot more so I think especially early career it's more valuable to work on a team um that you can do more and not just um work for for that cool company you know no absolutely absolutely i think that again I, you know that's such an important piece of it too is is not forgetting you know what's important to you you know as mm-hmm. well so no I, I love that um so in your position now let's look a little bit into the future where is it that david gibson is trying to go trying to climb to what's what's uh what's in the future for him yeah so um i would say I, I definitely want to still be working in data science. Um, I'm still de- debating going back how soon I want to get into um, like the the manager type roles, um, just because I know as soon as you do that, kind of move away from like um, like boots on the grounds type work and like really working through problems. So um, I'm kind of doing like a balancing act of like um, working with contractors, kind of like test the waters of being like a, a full-time manager. But I think in like five years, I definitely want to be uh, managing a team um, at Stack Overflow or somewhere else for um, data science. I love it. It's a continual process. And now, my friend, we have arrived at one of my favorite parts of the show. And it's a, it's a bittersweet moment because it's coming to an end. But this is cashing out where you leave everyone, leave the people with your most valuable uh, piece of advice, tip, lesson that you learned along the way to, to leave the folks at home with a little money for the road. So what do you have for us? I think two parts. One I already kind of hinted at was just being very uh, deliberate in the positions you apply to. Um, people, all interviewers really um, are very receptive when you want, when you know what you want. Um, so when you go into an interview, you're like, oh, I just want to get a job in finance and you don't, you don't exactly know what you want to do. Um, it kind of it's kind of like off-putting I feel like but if you know like I want to work in finance I want to do this this and this and this role is perfect because like x y and z um I think that's great and it helps helps you stay on the track of what kind of jobs you want to apply to um the other piece is just because you're graduating don't be afraid to ask for like a signing bonus or like higher salary uh, I think that like we're under a lot of pressure to be grateful of like oh this is your first job but um, honestly, like if you get an offer, they already want you. Um, it's not going to hurt to ask for a little bit more and just be um, responsible. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. That's filling the wallet in all sorts of capacities. There was some career yeah. cash, some actual cash. Set you yeah. off. Right? So 
David, this was awesome, man. It was great kind of catching up, seeing a little bit, learning a little more about what you do. And, you know, I appreciate you. So thanks so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would encourage anyone um, to check out the jobs on uh, Stack Overflow. Um, right now, we don't have that many entry-level jobs, but um, we are growing uh, very rapidly. We've got a, a lot of funding and actually uh, are getting acquired later this year. So there's going to be a lot of open roles. So um, hopefully we ex expand our internship program. So um, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or um, want to take a look at their jobs. I love it. I love it. I appreciate that. Hop on to people if that's the industry you're looking to get into. It's good stuff. I appreciate yeah. you, David. Awesome. Thank you.